Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Mox on the Mic presented by Smart Bank each and every week. I'm Chris Goforth. Glad to have you along with us as we take you inside Chattanooga athletics. Happy holidays to you and yours. Glad to have you with us this time of the year and we're getting really close to wrestling season beginning to get kicked, cranked back up. There's going to be only two events this year for wrestling that will be hosted at home. There's no Southern scuffle this year. They will have two events that will be at home. They will not be open to the public, but you will be able to watch those on either ESPN three or ESPN plus. So just stay tuned to gomox.com and you can find out how you can watch those events, but that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Coach Kyle Rochelle will join us. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the safety protocols that are in place with the, uh, the current pandemic that's going on exactly what they are doing to keep Chattanooga's wrestlers safe and this new schedule that coach Rochelle is, uh, he was one of the guys that came up with this idea to put this in place in the Southern conference. He'll tell you about that. So we'll talk a little bit about the schedule along with the protocols and we'll get a, a look at some of the wrestlers that are coming back as well. Before we get to that though, we want to start this week with a student athlete and a wrestler and a guy, if you follow wrestling at Chattanooga, look, this guy is fun to watch. He was a, he, he, he was headed to the nationals last year when everything was canceled and he wasn't able to get a chance to compete on that level, but he's got his heart set on a return trip. And we're looking forward to watching Fabian Gutierrez compete this season for the Mox. And here's our conversation with the Chattanooga wrestler. So how excited is it to have wrestling back? Oh man, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, I haven't wrestled for about eight months since, since the SoCon tournament. And it's just, it's, it's a good feeling to know that I'll be able to compete doing the sport I love that I've done my whole life. So, I mean, it's, it's a blessing for everybody in the sport just because it is a contact sport. And with everything going on, there was a high chance of it not being able to have a season. Yeah. How, how concerned have you been over the last eight months that maybe you wouldn't get this season? Oh, I, I was really concerned. It's, it's hard to it's hard to stay motivated when the future is, um, un, unseeable. You can't really tell. So it's been a, it's been a struggle lately to, to stay motivated. But, but now, now that the season has, our schedule has came out and everything like there's something to look forward to. There's something to work towards. Last time you and I spoke, there was some doubt if you guys would be able to compete at the nationals you weren't able to do that. Uh, and, and for, for you guys, I mean, that's, that's your moment to shine in this sport, especially on a big stage like that. How disappointing was it when the word came down that you wouldn't be able to go compete? Uh, I was uh, super disappointed. Um, it's something that I've dreamed of since I was little competing at the division one national wrestling tournament, trying to be an all American, a national champion, man, uh, it hurt it hurt a lot and it hurt, um, my other teammates too, Tanner Smith and Matthew Waddell. Um, it's something that, you know, we've, we've dreamed of our whole life. And, and for me, it was, it would have been my first, my first go round at the national tournament. And 
for it to get canceled, it was kind of it was kind of heartbreaking. But it's also pushed me to to know that I know I could be there and I, I will be there this year again. So you, you talk about you haven't been able to compete uh, since March. Have you been spending your time? What have you been up to uh, uh, since since the last time we saw you um, back in March? So um, when when everything first started happening, it was kind of hard to get to get back into a room with everything closed. But um, I found my way into a room. I'm, uh, I lived back in Colorado, back at home for a couple months, and I was training with uh, another Division One wrestler. His name's Tomas Gutierrez. He's also from Colorado. So we are training and I've just been training and trying to, trying to stay motivated and just, uh, perfect my craft and just make everything, make everything better as of what it was. This schedule this year, it's different. It's a different schedule than what we've seen in the past. Give me your thoughts on this format uh, of the way it will lay out for you guys. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's definitely different. There's no tournaments. We don't we don't travel and wrestle six matches in one day. You know, it's a we don't have the scuffle, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the nation, and that's heartbreaking as well. But um, you know, uh, Coach Rochelle, he he, even with a with a schedule that is not long and it's just duels he he put us in a perfect position to wrestle some of the top kids in the nation just to see where we're at uh wrestling oklahoma state wrestling oregon state um and i i think it'll be good it's definitely going to be hard to visualize a tournament setting when it's just duels going into socons and nationals but uh I think Coach Rochelle set us up good with, with a couple duels that we have, and I think we're going to be prepared. So what are the protocols in place? Talk to me, uh, talk to me about staying safe. Uh, how will you guys approach this season to try to make sure you get a chance to complete it? Yeah, so, so recently we've been, you know, uh, staying with one partner, and throughout the week, so we know um, who, if someone comes in contact with it, we know who is, uh, who also was wrestling that person. Um, but I think it's just about, you got to wear your mask. I know um, it's hard sometimes, and but it's it's something we got to do in order to compete. It's something that, um, that everyone has to do. And without it, that we won't have, we won't have a season. So will you be wearing a mask while you compete? Oh, uh, I don't know. We will not be wearing a mask while we compete, but, um, we, I believe, I believe we won't be able to shake hands during like right before we wrestle and after. So it's definitely different. Tell us about your plans after college and, and what's in store for you. Cause you're, uh, You've been here for a little while now, rolling into your senior year. So have you given any thought about what's next? Uh, yeah, I've given a little thought. Um, I plan to keep competing internationally, possibly um, going up to Maryland at the uh, Maryland RTC with um, Nick Bruschetta, who is our past um, coach. So just um, – I love the sport so much. It's just something that I've had in my life and I want to try to, 
I want to try to coach and and achieve possibly make an Olympic team and if that happens then yeah but that's that's what that's what's going on so far so what's the if you were to coach like what level would you want to coach at do you like you like working with little guys or or would you rather be at the uh you see yourself more at the at the college level or the club level as far as that goes um i i haven't really thought of that i really do i really do want to stay at the college level just because I feel like I'd be a good asset to uh, another college team, especially being small. There's not really that many small coaches out there. So I'd be able to um, help out other 125 pounders. I think I'd, I have enough technique and skill to be able to push them to their goals that they want. So, yeah. You feel like it's a different, I hope you get what I'm saying here, but you feel like it's a different game for you guys at, at 125 than it is say for, for some of the bigger guys? Oh yeah. It, it is, it is definitely a different game. You know, it, 125 is, is different. It's like, it's like in high school, it's totally different wrestling 106 to 113. The one, the 106 pounders are twice as fast as a 113 pounder, you know? So like 25 pounders, it's, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be ready to wrestle those kids because a lot of them are, are pretty fast. So I, I think, I think I'd be able to help them and be able to prepare for certain opponents depending on their style. And yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that, uh, I mean, for folks that have never watched you wrestle in particular, you know, you guys are, in my opinion, the, the funnest group to watch because you guys are so fast and there is so much movement and so much action at 125 pounds, as opposed to nothing against the big guys now, cause they'll have to come on this podcast at some time, uh, at some point, but you guys, it's just, I mean, it's just a flurry of moves because you guys are so fast at your size. Yes, sir. <laughs> How important is speed? Speed, speed is important. Speed, speed is important because, you know, um, you, you have to be able to fire off your, your leg attacks. You have to be able to fire off anything that you, that you want to attack on because, because without that speed and without that pressure that you put on, put on another wrestler, you won't be able to, to get to your attacks and, and take them down. How much of your, um, of your teammates have, have you been able to see how much have you guys been together? Um, who stood out, who's impressing right now for you guys. So who we, we've been around the team quite a bit, but it's just been uh, workouts. You know, it's kind of hard to get together as a team right now, especially trying to be safe and, and, um, have a season. But, uh, to me personally, uh, stand out to me as uh, Lincoln Heck. He's uh, an upcoming freshman from PA. He he really sticks out in the room. He's a scrapper. He um, I feel like he he has a good has a good head on him, and he will he will be good. Fabian, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot, and we'll look forward to catching up. And want to uh, encourage folks to check you guys out. No fans inside the arena this year for uh, for wrestling, but uh, you'll still be able to catch it on TV. And everything gets underway on January second. So, looking forward to it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.
say thanks to Fabian for hanging out and giving us some time this week. And again, cannot wait to see him back on the mat. He is an exciting young man to watch wrestle. His head coach is Kyle Rochelle, and he spent some time with us this week on Mox on the Mic. Hey, tell me a little bit about how difficult it was to try to get this schedule put together. Uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, we, we did first off, we didn't know when we were going to start the season as, as a, not as just a university, but as a sport ourselves. uh, that process took all the way through July, pretty much. Um, and the coaches conventions the first week of August. And that's when the majority of coaches kind of voted and s- agreed to let's hold off until January because us being a close contact sport, um, literally in each other's faces um they decided hey let's hold off and see what everything will look like and um that's why we started january 1st and then um we didn't want to move the national tournament for a couple reasons one there's a contract already for uh st louis but two uh we didn't want to cause the ncaa any more uh, money for trying to move it and uh, just condensing the season as much as possible, it, it reduces the risk of, you know, transferring it amongst uh, team to team. So there's a lot of positives that came out of it. And uh, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, <clears throat> but the, the most difficult part has been trying to plan around nationals and conference, because those are the two that were uh, we get tested on right by the end of the year. That's, that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see your national champs, all Americans and, and conference champions. And so uh, we wanted to protect those two things and then we worked backwards. And so we gave ourselves two and a half weeks off um, leading into conference to try and say, okay, if our last dual meet, we had a couple positives, our guys could still come back if everything went smooth. And so that's why you only see six weeks, um, and then it was, it was me that kind of came up with the idea of the conference tri-meets to, over a four-week process. I did a five-week one, too, but to get more out-of-conference dual meets uh, and competition, we reduced it to four. And um, it's also going to reduce on travel and, um, you know, money, right, in the hotels and everything else. So it wasn't easy. It was a lot of work and a lot of people um, – worked really, really hard on it. And I have to say that our administrators, our administration here, it let us at least go out and, and find different competition those first two weeks. And I can't thank them enough. What's the biggest challenge given the way this schedule has, has set up and you talked about, about the tri meets that you guys will be a part of what will be the biggest challenge competing outside of the pandemic? I understand that, but just in terms of the way this schedule is laid out, what's going to be the biggest challenge? Um, <clears throat> other than, you know, the competition too, right? So, I mean, we got Okie State on here. That, that's one thing I've changed um, since I've been here is we're going to go after the best best teams. And and so our guys wrestling in Carver-Hawkeye last year and now uh, Gallagher-Iba in, in Oklahoma State, those are things those guys will remember, but now we have to be prepared. And, and I think that's probably the hardest thing right now is uh, preparation because we're starting and stopping so much with COVID. Um, I, I want to make sure our guys are as healthy as possible, but prepared as well to, to beat the number 
one, two, three kids in the country. And, and that comes with staying dialed in, even though we're not together. So they have to find different ways and be creative of getting, um, getting the workouts in, keeping their weight down. Uh, that, so that's, that's the big thing for me right now is just making sure our guys weights down and they're thinking about wrestling as much as possible. Um, and that's why we kind of scheduled, uh, Emmanuel that first week at D2 school, we haven't wrestled in a year. And so we want to see where we're at and get a good competition in with them uh, before we head out uh, West. Talk to me about safety protocols. What will it be like? There's a lot. So they're going to be, everybody has to wear a mask unless if you're wrestling. Um, I know some States they're making high school. Some States are making the athletes wear masks. I don't find that safe and I don't find it smart, but um that there's smarter people than me that are, that are doing those types of things. So, uh, we're doing masks on everybody. We are sanitizing the mats between matches. We, uh, are sitting our, our benches six feet apart from each other on the bench. Uh, the referees aren't letting the guys, um, the, the referee's not raising the guy's hand. The guy just raises his own hand and the ref raises the color of the winner and uh, the referee is wearing a mask and a shield and hand sanitizes between each match. Um, and so there's a lot of things that, that go on between this and um, it's going to be a lot of work, but the ultimate prize is to have those matches and have a national tournament at the end of the year. So we're going to do whatever we can to make it safe for these athletes. Are you comfortable with what's been put in place? I am. I really am. Um, I think our guys are, are doing a good job. I think we can always do a little bit better, right? Uh, we're, we're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds and, and wrestlers at that, that always wrestlers don't, when they hug each other, they grab like two on ones and bear hugs and that type of stuff. So they always are a little handsy forever. And so <clears throat> we can always do a little bit better. Um, but the stuff that we've done is, is crazy. We've um, separated our team into two big groups, well, two small groups of like 14, and uh, they can only have one partner all week, and then they can switch it the following week. We're testing every week, everybody right now. Um, and so we're taking every precaution necessary. And um, I, think, I think we can't do much more without, you know, just saying we're not going to have a season. So we're going to do everything, everything we can. And they tell us to do something, we're going to do it to the best we can. You're testing once a week right now. Will the testing increase once you get into season or, or match weeks? Will it be more? Yes. So when we get back from Christmas, <clears throat> we will start uh, three tests a week on non-consecutive days. Kind of, I think basketball is that same way. Um, and so we're going to go to the, to the usual on competition weeks. Tell me about mat time. How much time have you been able to get with these guys actually on a mat right now? Um, it's start and stop, right? Right now we're stopped. Uh, because we had a little bit of an outbreak and again, we're taking every, uh, precaution that we need. Uh, but before that we were, we were moving on a good little clip there. We hadn't had any, any positives for a couple weeks. Um, again, we had guys that were, um, might've tested positive or had to go in quarantine, but we had isolated it as much as possible with just one partner. And, and we were going, we were moving, we were on the mat three, four times a week. Uh, getting some match practices in. We were getting um, individual practices. We were doing lifts, everything. And so we were doing great. Um, but we, I tell these guys, and I've told them a lot recently, we have to take uh, every opportunity 
that we have, we have to, we have to use it to get better. And uh, we don't know what tomorrow brings. We saw that for the national tournament, the last time I was on this thing. Um, and, and we see it when we get shut down each time. So we have to take advantage of those opportunities when we step on that mat to, um, to get better each day. Did you find your guys when they came back to school after being gone for an extended period of time, did, did they show up in shape? Uh, I was actually really proud of them. So we, we provided a lot of things, a lot of little workouts, competition workouts, whether they be burpees for seven minutes and see how many you can get, uh, just like a little torture workouts for these guys. And they could talk a little trash and say, Hey, I beat you. And, um, they, they really motivated each other. Um, for the most part, I was, I was really pleased with how they came back in shape and, and stronger. Um, but it's nothing like being in our strength room with coach Reeve and it's not like being in our wrestling room. So it could have been better, but ultimately I, I got to say, I'm, I was pretty proud of them. Um, and they, cause they were either using what we gave them or doing their own thing and, uh, always wanting a little bit more. So that's, that's what it's going to take to, you know, beat the app States and Campbell's and, and go after Okie States is we always have to be, you know, trying to get better each day. So tell me a little bit, let's, let's talk for a little bit about this team. You've got a nice little group of guys, uh, a core group coming back. We just, uh, talked a few minutes ago with, uh, with Fabian Gutierrez, but let, let's start with him. He's a senior. He's a guy that has wrestled a lot for you over the years. How important is he, especially given everything that has gone on just from a leadership standpoint, how important is it to have, uh, to have Fabian? It's huge, right? Um, he's, He's one of those guys that's been probably one of the most consistent guys on our team, even when he wasn't starting for us his freshman and sophomore year. Um, nothing much rattles him. He he walks out on the mat and he wrestles hard, and that's all we, we really ask. And so um, our younger guys, because we brought in a big group of freshmen this year, especially with this COVID, they can kind of look towards him. And then also got guys like Tanner Smith and, and Matthew Waddell and – Drew Nicholson, and we have a big group of juniors right now. So um, this freshman class can really look at them and be like, oh, that's what it looks like. That's what it takes. Because uh, it is hard during this COVID year to, you know, see it as much. And because we work out and then you have to go uh, into your dorm or, or go back home. We can't really hang out and do team activities as much. And so having those guys really show them what it looks like and, and let them know like, Oh, I'm coming back in for another workout when I can and all those things, or I'm going out for a run by myself. That's, that's something that um, coaches preach a lot, but it's their peers that kind of lead them in that direction and show, Hey, that's, this is really what it takes, you know? And so um, it's big. And, and Fabian being a senior has always done that. And uh, I look forward to, you know, another year with him. Cause this year gets, it's like a free pass. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I asked Fabian who was the, who had stood out the most uh, to him in, in watching these guys work. And he brought up Lincoln heck, who's a freshman from Pennsylvania is, is he a guy that's standing out to you at 141? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole freshman class has really surprised me a little bit. Uh, they came in and they went after it. Uh, they didn't really care uh, age. They didn't care weight class. They come in and they work hard. They ask questions. They, they just really want to get better. And yeah, he's right. Lincoln Heck in the weight room, that kid is impressive. Uh, he, he slings that weight like, like a big guy. Um, and then on the mat, he lets it fly. Um, 
sometimes he's a little out of control, but that's being young and he'll figure those little things out. Um, coming from Pennsylvania, which is a big wrestling state and coming from Wyoming seminary, which is a huge wrestling school within that state. Uh, he has a lot of knowledge for the sport and, and you can see it. Uh, he just has to slow it down a little bit, think, and, uh, everything else will take care of itself. You've got to replace a, um, well, you got to replace Rodney Jones in the heavyweight spot. Uh, Grayson Walthall is there. Is that job his? Do you have somebody else competing uh, to wrestle at, at 285? Well, Rodney wrestled 197. Grayson did wrestle for us last year. Um, we have, so we do have a new 197 pounder, Logan Andrew. He redshirted for us last year. Uh, came from Lake Highland Prep, Florida. Uh, the kid. It's good. Um, we, we recruited him knowing he was a big guy and moved really, really well. But now knowing his passion for the sport and wanting to get really good and um, how he moves, is it, it can be something really special. We just got to help him out as much as possible, getting him um, so a couple more partners and, and, and somebody that can like teach him how to be a big guy. Right. And that's why we did bring Rodney Jones back to put, push him. Uh, Rodney Jones is our volunteer this year and uh, Rod can teach him on how to be a 197 pounder. Cause it does look a little bit different, just like heavyweight. Sometimes that can look a little bit different. Um, and so we're excited about Logan Andrew. We just got to build a little bit of more mass on his upper body. But other than that, we're, we're super excited and it's going to be fun watching him grow over the next four or five years. How many other weight classes? I mean, uh, you build competition at, at every weight class. I know that's the goal um, uh, for you when it comes to, to building a roster, but, um, how many other, where's the biggest competition at right now for you from a weight class standpoint? I would say 141, maybe, um, or, uh, Franco Valdez is bumping up from 133 to 41 and Aiden Murphy's there. Um, those two guys will be banging it out to see who's, who's going to be the starter. Right. And, um, COVID's going to be a little bit to deal with it, right? So we'll see uh, who can kind of stay healthy. And um, but both of them are juniors, and they know they know the deal. They they've seen some success, and we're super excited for those guys. Uh, one fifty seven. That one's I, I think it's a coin flip. There we got three or four guys there that all want to be starters, uh, whether they're freshmen or they're uh, juniors. And so it's going to be kind of fun to watch that whole weight class pan out. Um, sometimes it can be fun. Sometimes it can be frustrating as a coach be like, Hey, somebody's got to separate themselves, get a good win or, or something. Um, and so hopefully that happens and we can just kind of watch these guys get better and better through competition. Cause that's how I think the best guys grow and you see the best guys come out is who thrives in that little bit of competition in the wrestling room and, and with their own teammates. And it's, it's not so much of, I got to beat that guy, beat the guy in the room. It's more of beating guys uh, out on the wrestling competition mat. How much does it hurt to not have the Southern scuffle? And I, and I don't mean so much about the, that's a pretty prestigious event. It's, it's a great thing for you guys to host, but I mean, in terms of how it impacts your team, uh, because that's a great way to judge where some of your guys are against quality outside competition. How much does it hurt to not have the Southern scuffle this year? it hurts a lot, right? Um, getting for the community, for hotels, for, I mean, we're, we're not bringing in about 30 
schools with 15 guys and their coaches and then all their families. It, it stinks. Um, it, it stinks that we can't have our guys, every single one of them, whether they're redshirt freshmen or they're seniors wrestle in a national caliber tournament in pre- preparation for NCAs. It, it's, it's just no, no other way to, other than it, it just stinks. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's why we're going out to Oklahoma state, right. They, they've been pretty, um, consistent with the with the southern scuffle and so we we felt like we needed to go out there not only to you know give them some love but to, to see them to to wrestle them um and, and to have that competition um but it's it's always on our calendar especially for our freshmen that one's marked me like this is kind of your national tournament for the year right and so not having that is just we don't lose the year for those guys because we don't know what this year will look like. We might find them some competition here or there, but really there's no open tournaments. The The Midlands got canceled. Uh, Cliff Keen, I don't believe is going to happen. Ours got canceled. So there's not any open tournaments really that these guys can go to um, for that competition, because you always have that light at the end of the tunnel it, it, during those awful practices that I put these guys through. At least there's a competition coming up. At least I'm going towards this. Right now, a lot of these guys don't have that, and it's it's super tough on them. Um, and, and that freshman year already is tough. It's we're doing everything we can just to keep these guys super positive and letting them know that they're getting better without seeing it on the mat. Coach, appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you guys uh, on the mat January second. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks to Coach Rochelle for his time and uh, talking a little bit about wrestling and what it's going to look like this year. It's going to be a little different for all of us that follow UTC wrestling. Thanks to Fabian Gutierrez as well for being with us. Don't forget, Mox on the mic. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review it. We appreciate it. It helps us be able to grow this podcast. It helps us be able to find mock fans elsewhere, and it helps mock fans be able to find us. So, Uh, We appreciate uh, you being able to check us out. Like, rate, and review. Mox on the Mic presented each and every week by SmartBank. Our producer's been Tate Johnson. I'm Chris Goforth. We'll see you again soon on Mox on the Mic. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.